We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. All right, well, see, we want people to experience the release of being forgiven and the release of forgiving others. Sometimes miss out on that bit. And we are seeing that God is preparing us for a journey, gathering us around the message that he stands at the door and knocks. He's waiting for our response because he wants you to see him for all, for all that he is. Not just some story, not just some figure, not just somebody in history, but the living God come to us. When you see him, what happens is you desire him and you're transformed into his likeness. And this will mean that we individually and as a community will be faithful witnesses living and demonstrating God's goodness on the earth. So it's a work that God is doing. We're conscious of that. We've been camped out around that for the last few weeks. And we continue to look to him. As part of our response to his salvation, uh, as his invitation, we're celebrating our salvation. Didn't we do that last week? Didn't we enjoy celebrating our salvation. We spent time in Revelation 5 remembering what he's done for us. Being the lamb who was slain and could open the scroll bring us back, the only one that could bring us back into that intimate relationship with God. And today I want us to spend time to marvel at and revel in his forgiveness. And we're going to look And I believe take opportunity to experience the power of forgiveness. I I know it's not in the Bible, but to me, the most powerful force in the universe is the love of God. The second most powerful force is the power of forgiveness. That transforming, releasing power. So we'll look at the parable of the unforgiving servant to help us and we've got a little drama uh, to to kind of get us into that. Uh, You can just sort of relax a little bit. By the way, I don't know if you realise, but the seats towards the front are reserved for the people that Jesus loves. My brother or sister who sins against me. Up to seven times, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. 
The servant's master took pity on him. Cancelled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His servant fell, fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had that man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. <laughs> when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured. until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Um, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, I, I love drama. I just thought that the story's supposed to be a bit serious. Oh, yes, of course. Humour works, yes. yes. Thank you, Angie. Yeah. All right, what have we learned? Well, forgiveness isn't free. It costs someone. Either you put the cost on the offender or victim, but the cost has to be paid. We're just looking at this so we understand what we're talking about in this issue of forgiveness. You smash my phone, either you pay for it or replace it, that's your cost, or I pay to replace it, or I live without a phone. My cost. Yeah? Forgiveness, you refrain from making the perpetrator, the offender, pay for the damage. You suffer the second pain by bearing it on yourself. In this story, the debt, insurmountable. 10,000 bags of gold, 20 years wages. 
effectively saying utterly impossible. Not able to pay. But in, real, in unreality, he's saying, well, give me more time. In truth, there's no hope. There's no help, no hope at all of repaying that. But the king forgives. He absorbs, he swallows the debt out of pity, mercy, love. But the forgiven servant shows no acknowledgement of the debt he has been forgiven of. No celebration, no gratitude, no appreciation. What does he do? He goes out after a fellow servant. It's like trying to call in his debts to build up his savings in order to pay the huge debt of which he has been forgiven. It's disproportionate. The fellow servant, as we see, just owed a little amount, maybe a couple of thousand. And the fellow servant pleads. But you see the cruelty of the forgiveness servant, the one that had been forgiven. He chokes him. He has his fellow servant thrown into prison until the debt's repaid, whereas the king was going to sell the servant and family into slavery, which was a common method, by the way, of repaying debt. Under Jewish law, debts would be forgiven every so often. You see, unforgiveness leads to illogical decisions, not about justice. You don't want them to be able to pay back. Just want them to suffer. Now, forgiveness is an absolute critical aspect of our walk with God. God requires us to forgive others. Forgiveness is a sign or fruit of our salvation. Failure to, to, to forgive basically can be a sign that we haven't acknowledged the depth and reality of the forgiveness that we have received from God. Something seriously missing at that point. Unforgiveness, or by the way, as the Bible puts it, bitterness, is a sign of pride. I would never treat them that way, the way they treated me. I wouldn't do that. Basically, pride. I'm better than them. Or justification. While I'm not as bad as him, or I'm not, a bad, not as bad as her. Well, today we want to celebrate our forgiveness. We want to recognise that he has done everything necessary to satisfy the debt that we had. See, through forgiveness, we are new creations. We've been transferred by forgiveness from one kingdom to another kingdom. We've been rescued. Colossians 1 says this, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. How do we respond to that? 
Do you want a revelation of his forgiveness? A revelation of what he has really done? Of what he has achieved for you? In order to better celebrate? Well, how, do, how does that happen? Well, it seems to me that there's a very clear and consistent way that God has laid out. It's not that complicated. It's pretty straightforward. It's called the principle of confession of need. Ask. Ask and it shall be given unto you. It's that point. You don't ask for something if you don't feel you have a need for it. You don't ask for something if you're not bothered whether you have it or not. So the ask is a recognition that there's something that you need. How do you get this revelation of his forgiveness? We ask. And brothers and sisters, we are talking about a pretty high cost thing here. It cost the life of the Son of God in order that we could enjoy and experience the reality, the depth, the appreciation of his forgiveness. It's a very big deal. Because it's sin that separates us from God. The only way to deal with sin was for the sinless Son of God to die in our place. He paid the price. He's done everything that we need to be made right with God in order to access and to live in the good of this forgiveness. We need to confess and repent from sin. This is what the Bible says. If we confess our sin... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. His forgiveness is instant and total. This is what he says in Hebrews 10. I will remember their sins and lawless deeds no more. So let's say you've been involved in some sin. You confess, you ask for God's forgiveness. And the next day, you're talking to God. Oh, about that thing what I did, you know, robbed a bank or spoke unkindly to my wife or similar standard, you know. God says, what are you talking about? I know what you're talking about. See, it's, it's dealt with. He will remember it no more. God has the ability, because he's God, to totally and completely forget it, wipe it out. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And there are many other scriptures that indicate the, the extent to which he has dealt with it. So let me pause for a question. Do you need to confess something to him so that you can enjoy his forgiveness, the power of his forgiveness? See, the unforgiving servant thought he could pay back his debt. Confession of need makes you a candidate for his grace. It's not that we can get through and get out of it. Now, at this point, you've got to be careful because God has not equipped us 
to actually run a kind of survey through, is there something that I need his forgiveness for? It's God who actually provides that. So this is where we have to say, Lord, is there something that I need? Lord, will you search me? Because it is the work of the Holy Spirit to convict of sin and righteousness and judgment. You ain't equipped for that. You can have a go, and then you can just end up probably in all sorts of levels of convoluted thinking and condemnation. But the work of the Holy Spirit, if we ask, Lord, is there something, something that I need your forgiveness? We ask the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And by the way, God doesn't work by shame. The Bible says, whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Further says, I will change their shame into praise and their renown in all the earth. His forgiveness is so powerful. It has to be experienced to be understood. There's two sides of this. As we look to him, and focus on what Jesus has done, that is forgiveness, what, is, what do we understand? We can be transformed into his likeness. This is not an external thing. This is about who we really are on the inside. But we all with unveiled faces, this is 2 Corinthians 3, but we all with unveiled faces, looking as in a, a mirror at the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as the Lord, just as from the Lord the Spirit has dealt with us in this. Our forgiveness is dependent on our willingness to forgive others. Some years ago, one of our relations that we were close with had a, was terribly betrayed by her husband. The marriage came to an end. Very close to us. Day after day, she would come and we're trying to help, we're trying to comfort. And really there's a point at which Kind words, loving thoughts, can't go. It's, it, it needed something deeper. And I said to her, her name was Linda, I said, Linda, you know that much as we want to try and help, and we had gone day after day like this, what you need, we can't give you. The release that you need, the healing that you need, you know where that comes from. You have to make a decision. And to this day, with sadness, 
I remember what she said. I will not forgive that husband. And I know I cannot come to God for his forgiveness. But I'm choosing not to forgive. It was like, it was like signing her own spiritual death sentence. And she went off to spend the rest of her life in bitterness. You see, brothers and sisters, there's a twofold thing on this. He who forgives us requires us to forgive others. It's a very, very powerful thing. Some of us have a slightly more mature age grew up in schools where you had like what was called an assembly or a you might be singing some sort of hymn or something like that. I know for many of you this seems weird but that, this is a history lesson. That's how it used to happen. And we always used to pray the Lord's Prayer. Of course we all knew it. Nobody actually, you could say it without even thinking what you were saying. Our fathers in heaven... Hell it be done, and the kingdom come, the will be done. I mean, but there's a, there's a tricky bit in that. Father, forgive us our sin as we forgive those who sin against us. Whoops. This is the prayer that the Lord taught us to pray. Mm, I don't like the thought of that. It's a, there's a conditional element. Father, forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. Matthew 6. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Ephesians 4. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. I want just to focus for a minute on the release and the power of this forgiveness. You see, when we release somebody from our judgment, it feels like, you know you've done it, it feels like you're letting them get away with it. You're letting them get off. What we have to understand is that we gain a much greater release ourselves than what we ever give to anybody else. Because it means we no longer live under the effect of the offence that was committed against us. We're released from it. And all the things that are connected with that, often where there's damage and hurt, there's unforgiveness. Damage can be physical, emotional. Unforgiveness is so destructive that, and God loves us so much, he won't allow us to live in it. He's provided something for us that we don't live any longer under that. The power of forgiveness is releasing. When we, when we forgive, we're released from that offence of other people. It's a very, very powerful thing. Now, I know those who've been around for a while have heard 
my experiences a number of times. But they're still good and living to me. And if you're bored, you know, well, I'm not going to apologise because it's so real. One of the first recognitions of the power of forgiveness. I was in Sierra Leone, it was just after the Civil War, and I'm walking along with Richard Cole, who was the brother that God called us to work with. And we're walking past the old dilapidated school that the government had given us to help us in rescuing and really rehabilitating children, youngsters that have been affected by war. I realised that in these, in these boys, there were those that had been child soldiers. I mean, some of you are aware of the stories. Horrific. There were also those that had lost parents, seen horrific things done at the hands of those that were child soldiers. I mean, what they used to do was just all sorts of horrible things in order to get these kids and, and really see them transformed into mini fighting machines. So I'm walking with Richard, and I'm saying, Richard, you must, there must be a lot of tensions in that, in that place, in the same dormitories. Those that have committed the offences and those that were on the receiving end who have lost parents and family members as a result of the very people. I said, you must be facing enormous tensions in that place. And he stopped and he took my hand and turned around and said, John, do you not understand the power of God's forgiveness? At that point, I think I came into an understanding of something more powerful than I'd ever comprehended. Later on, I can't remember if it was the same trip, but it was around the same time. Because I was gripped with this, in this situation, I was teaching quite a big company of people there in Sierra Leone about forgiveness. And what I often do, as I say, has anybody got any questions at the end? And it was quiet. And the lady stood up and she said, yeah, I have a question. Are you saying that, remember this is a civil war, he's fighting with people that are very close in the same community. Are you saying that I can forgive that man that I see every day, that I know killed my husband in this war? It's very quiet for a moment. I think people were saying, what's he going to say to this? And I said, no, that's not possible. That's not possible. You can't do it. But I said, if you choose to do it, because you know that that's what God requires, and here's the key, brothers and sisters, if you choose to do it, you make the choice, and God gives the power to do it. It's not pretend. 
It's not something that you're kind of making it, oh, well, we just think good things about them. This is for real. This touches the very depth of our being. This is what God does. When he sets us free, he sets us free with a power that completely transforms. I said, no, you can't do it in the natural. But if you choose, then you can ask God to give you the power. And God can do in you and indeed, my experience is God can do in me what I might want to do, but I cannot do in myself. That's the experience of the power of God. That's the power of forgiveness. I make the choice. God gives the power, the supernatural ability to do that. This is the Holy Spirit at work. Let me just take one more. Oh, over 20 years ago. I can't remember exactly when. Something very, very sad happened here in this church. Uh, two of the leaders, and it's always disastrous, got into a little gossipy thing and ended up so in discord and going, taking about a third of the people with them. I don't really understand why this happens, but it seems sometimes people, people find the need to find sort of all sorts of fault or criticism or make it up. Whether it helps them to, to move, I don't know. It was nasty. It was painful. And of course, it was particularly directed towards me and even seemed to feel that the family was somehow responsible. We received some good input. As a result of that, we took the opportunity to do this. Those of you that were around at the time will remember. I'm talking about the power of forgiveness. We stood in the room, just Dawn and myself, and said, we now are going to choose to forgive. Lord, we choose to forgive. Nasty things said, all these things, sense of betrayal, we're choosing to forgive. Lord, will you enable us to do that? And we called the senior leadership together. We stood in the room. We stood round. Did the same thing. Let us make a choice that's pleasing to God. We choose to forgive. We did it. And then those of you that were around at that time will remember we all came together. And we chose to forgive. And God enabled us to forgive. And from that moment... We never look back. It's the power of God's forgiveness. It released us. It set us free. It's, it's this situation when... <laughs> let me tell you are, you, are you okay telling you another story? Yeah. You have to answer me at that point. Oh yes, John. 
Or you can say no, I mean, it's a free world. But this person that we trusted and admired and looked to, and they really betrayed us. And uh, I, I, I kind of, I, I didn't sit down and think I'll do a kind of shifty deal with God. But to be honest, what I came up with was, uh, of course, of course we've forgiven them. Um, but actually, now I come to think of it, they're, they're kind of different to us. Uh, they're, not, they're not really our type of person. So, of course we've forgiven them, but um, we're, we're just, you know, won't really have anything to do with them. I went on for a little bit like this, and one day <coughs> I felt almost like a hand rested on my chest. I felt God say to me, I can't remember the exact words, but basically, you can't do a kind of shifty deal with me. I mean, they're my words. God doesn't speak like that. <laughs> he speaks in King James English, we know that. <laughs> it was another occasion, or it was an earlier occasion, when I said, Lord, okay, I submit, I choose to forgive. Lord, will you help me? Will you give what I can't do? Will you work in me where I cannot work in myself? You know, from that moment, I'm free. There's nothing inside that goes like that when I see the person or hear the person. I'm free. I'm free from that offence. Because forgiveness in the power of God sets us free. Do you know, sometimes you hear people say, time is a great healer. That's nonsense. Time's a great barrier, but doesn't deal with the thing. So let's just think. Forgiveness, what, what, is, what is not forgiveness? It's not ignoring or forgetting. It's not condoning or excusing. It's not tolerating or allowing further abuse. It's not reconciliation or restoration. They follow. That's not forgiveness. It's not returning back to the way things were before. It's not allowing the offender to escape consequences just to escape from our responsibility. You see, forgiveness is our choice to do what God requires of us by the power of God. Okay, let's, let's apply this. In the same way, as I said earlier on, is there something that you need to ask God's forgiveness. This is so that we can enter on into what he's saying to us at this time. We want no barriers. We want to catch that fresh glimpse of him. We want our hearts to be beating with his heart so that we're in tune for what he's got for us in these coming days. He's his time of preparation. And so we said... 
Lord, is there anything that I need to put right with you? Now let's take the second part. Ask the question. Is there someone that you need to forgive? Remember, forgiveness is the very best route through to healing. Hurts, issues, emotional, even affecting mental health. Lord, is there someone I need to forgive? God, search me and show me if there's something I need to confess. And remember, you know that you've actually done it when you feel like you're letting them get away with it. By the power of God, we can forgive. It's not about struggling through this. This is about actually accessing God's power and God's wonderful love towards us. He wants us to be absolutely free. Because Jesus is still saying, forgive them for they know not what they do. But he's now doing this through us. Spirit of God doing the same thing today as what he was doing through Jesus 2,000 years ago. This is the spirit within breaking out. End product. Can restore relationship. You see, it's God's way of doing it. Relationship sometimes requires both parties to actually say, forgive. But even when that's not the case, we can still be released from the effects and the power by choosing to forgive and gaining God's power to do it. Oh, the power of God's forgiveness as an expression, as an outworking of his love for us. He doesn't want us in any form or any way to continue, either in something that separates us from him or separates us wrongly from somebody else. The power of forgiveness. Father, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. Let's take a moment just to reflect and pray. Lord, just as we bow before you, we now ask you by the power of your Holy Spirit, we accept, Lord, if we try to do this, we just, we just bog it up. So, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, we invite you now, if there's some area that we failed to get your forgiveness, we just ask you to bring it to mind. And Lord, we invite you to blot out anything else, particularly us doing our own kind of internal scrutiny. And take a moment, let the Holy Spirit speak to you.
Lord, is there something that I need to ask you? That I need to receive your forgiveness? And then let's come to the other part. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So the question, Lord, is there anyone, anything, that I need to forgive? Please show me. And I choose, by your power, I choose to forgive. That's my choice. Now, Lord, I'm dependent upon your power to enable me to do what in the natural I could never do. Lord, at this time we're calling upon you to demonstrate the reality of your power. Lord, that we might enter fully into what you've got for us, both towards you and towards others. For the glory of your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk, or Twitter at lifelineuk.